0: Welcome to Focused on Franchising, a podcast series written for anyone who has a hankering to one day be their own boss. We are Right at Home UK, a franchise network of more than 60 businesses whose care and companionship services help people live independently in their own homes. And we want to spread the word that franchising offers a fantastic way to reduce the risks of starting your own business. We support our franchise owners to build successful, profitable businesses and we want to use this series to bust some of the myths around franchising. So, sit back, relax and listen to how franchising can be used to turn your dreams into a reality.
1: Okay, so, so far in this series we've talked about how franchising works and we've talked about the benefits that it offers to prospective business owners. We've hopefully got you thinking about whether you would be well suited to running a business within a franchise system. But then what next, because there are literally hundreds of franchises available in the UK market. And in our experience, trying to figure out which one could offer you the best chance of success can be a pretty daunting task. So our third episode of Focused on Franchising is aimed at helping you to whittle down all the possibilities until you find both the sector and the brand that you're best suited to. And I'm really delighted to welcome back Right at Home's Chief Operating Officer, Lucy Campbell, to talk this through with me. Hi, Lucy. Hello, Kate. Thank you for uh, for joining in the podcast again. Um, So yeah, franchise opportunities, as we know, there are more and more and more of them. So I always think it's a good start to just literally consider all options at the beginning.
2: Definitely. I mean, one of the fantastic things about franchising is that it enables you to get into a sector which you have little or no experience in at all. So, you know, if you've really got a passion for something, something you've got particular interest in, then just because you haven't experienced it in your work life before, it doesn't mean you can't get a franchise business and start doing something that really,
1: really floats your boat. Absolutely. I mean, I suppose if we look within our network at Right at Home, very few owners had professional care sector experience, did they? Although a few of them, their lives had come into contact with... uh, with, with an understanding of what Good Care was, was was all about.
2: I mean, definitely, from the franchisor perspective,
1: you want somebody that is going
2: to follow your um, proven model and process, which um, generally is fairly unique to your particular brand. So... In all honesty, we actually prefer people to come in with little experience because it means they don't inherit any um, bad habits. And it means they are ready to absolutely adopt our proven model, which we believe it gives them their best chance of success.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good point. So so you can good advice to generally start off by just looking at the range of franchises that's available out there. And maybe starting to build up a list of the different sectors that inter- interest you and or that you feel that you would uh, um, like to investigate further.
2: Definitely. I mean all all of the um, certainly BFA approved franchise models will will all give you the opportunity to run a profitable business for sure. Um, but you know, with hundreds to choose from, it makes sense that you would want to choose one which um, marries up well with your passions, mm-hmm. with your interests. And let's not make any mistake. You know, running a business is not, is by no means an easy task. The first two years are going to be particularly challenging. So, if you don't go into something which really does um, motivate you, something mm. you really believe in, um, you're going to find those challenging times so much harder. So, as you said, definitely, you know, build up a list of all of those which have you might have an interest in and then start to look a little bit deeper in terms of what the qualifying criteria is. So look at what the investment levels are, see if that fits with you and um, look at what a day in the life of a franchisee is likely to evolve. And, you know, does that, does that really align with where your strengths are? So for example, with right at home, um, of course, we want people who are extremely caring, they've got to have a passion for making a difference to yeah. the vulnerable adults we, we support, but they've also got to have real, real determination to go out there and build the business. So we need individuals who have great interpersonal skills, mm-hmm. people who are comfortable getting out from behind their desk and going and networking with the local community, um, and people that can really um, support their workforce to stay motivated and continue performing. Um, and if individuals don't have those skill set, then they're probably not going to be amongst our most successful yeah, franchise owners.
1: Absolutely. I think there's definitely a lot of evidence to support that you not only need the skill set, but you know that you've got a much greater chance of success if you can find something that you genuinely enjoy and that you uh, you want to get up and do every day as well. Um, and I think it could be quite an interesting exercise to come out with this, can't there, from actually putting down your, you know, self-assessing your skills and your, your your attributes, your personality traits and so on, both sides of it, the positives and the, 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 the negatives or the weaknesses, and talking that through with your friends and family about what would, what they think would work well for you as well? Yes, for
2: sure. Talk it through with your friends and family um, and talk it through with other um, experts from within the franchise sector. I mean, there's a few of our franchise owners who had never considered home care. And through talking to franchise experts and franchise consultants um, and actually really doing a deep dive into their skill sets and their strengths, um, actually were initially quite surprised that a model like Right at Home should come up as their preferred business model, um, but they were absolutely so well suited to mm-hmm. it. Um, so you might be surprised when, when you come to do that analysis.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, um, and it is, yeah, the, so, so once you've started then to, to look at what the key roles and the responsibility are um, for the franchisee, mm-hmm. I guess I think you need to be prepared to move out of your comfort zones, don't you? But be realistic about where your strengths lie. As we've said, look at your, interpersonal, your, your transferable skills, basically, that, um, that actually might be able to take you in quite a different direction. Um, and I think you've got to be honest with yourself as well, you know, um, and prepare you know ask other people to be honest with you as well and 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 uh, see where you end up because it might not be where where you expect when you started out the process no, um, it, it is um without question one of the biggest decisions you will ever make um
2: within your life you know more, more than often you'll be coming out of a um an employment position where you've got a regular salary um and you're going to be going through a period where you know Um, that regular payday doesn't come and it is going to be extremely pressurized so yeah you do absolutely need to be very very honest with yourself and there's no point in kidding yourself that you're going to be able to run a particular successful business Um. If it's not aligned with where your skill set
1: is. And it's really got to tick as many of the boxes as possible, hasn't it? Because the whole point of a franchise system is that it works if you follow every aspect of it. But, you know, if you go into it saying, well, I love this side of it, but I, you know, not so much that bit. I might do that differently it's um then you're heading for a fall yeah i mean
2: one one thing you know that we we will constantly say to franchise owners within our network is you know one of the reasons why franchisees this is across the sector not within our our business specifically don't succeed is because they deviate from the proven model and process and then you have to question why would you invest in in a franchise system because ultimately what you're investing in as a successful proven model. Um, But certainly, you know, there are individuals out there who have an extremely entrepreneurial flair and um, their personality traits don't um, don't fit well with a franchise system where you have to be fairly disciplined. Um, yes of course there are systems out there ours included which will invite innovation but there are going to be certain non-negotiables and you have to be prepared to
1: stick to them. To be comfortable with those absolutely. Okay so hopefully by doing that initial exercise you'll be able to come up with a short list of sectors that you want to, uh, you know, that you believe suit your skills and your personality um, that you're personally interested in and you can go to, into that, that next level of, of research um, as you mentioned before obviously it needs to be affordable for you in the fair place and it needs to deliver the type of financial returns that you need for your your family Um, and you know we can give lots more advice around that in fact we've got a whole separate podcast episode on uh, financing your uh, your franchising and raising capital and so on so good to do that exercise then of ruling out anything that's not going to be financially viable for you definitely
2: and you need to look at the um, constraints within within your personal life you know Mm -hmm. How, how do you want that business to support with your lifestyle? You know, if you're going into a home care franchise, for example, that business runs 24-7. Mm. Um, You know, you you may be wanting a business which fits around um, the, the school runs with your children and so on. Yeah, there's some good so, lifestyle businesses, aren't there? Yeah, there's yeah, loads like of fantastic yeah. franchise models. But just do, you know, really do deep do a deep dive with the franchise or in terms of what the time commitment is and where the flexibilities are within the day.
1: Yeah yeah absolutely okay so you can start off by, um, some, some good places to start looking at your options are across franchise directory websites the listing websites they give you um, an idea of what's available and point you towards more information um, personally I'm a big fan of the franchise exhibitions you know I think they've Um, They've changed a lot over the years. Obviously, people can do a lot more research online now. They're not as dependent on going to speak to people. But if you go to a franchise exhibition, particularly um, one that's um, organised by the British Franchise Association, then you have the opportunity to talk to a lot of reputable franchisors in in one day Mm. and to do a bit of a compare and contrast exercise but most importantly to meet the people within the business (laughs) I
2: mean I I think um you're absolutely spot spot on Kate um of course you know in the digital age that we're in um naturally people are going to go to the the internet as their first port of call to research and so on um but what that won't do is give you quite the same impact as meeting the people that are mm-hmm. heading up and running that franchise and working within that business. And um, You know, certainly I still enjoy going to the franchise exhibition and seeing the wealth of new businesses with, which are emerging. And it does just give you that extra insight into the culture of that business and how, how you're going to fit that, um, you know. I know um, there's lots of businesses which operate within the same sector, but they have a very different cultural feel to them. And you're not necessarily going to get that from looking at those organizations on the Internet.
1: Yeah, because this is the next level that you've got to get to, isn't it? To look at three or four brands within each sector that interests you and start to get a feel for, as you say, the brand, the culture, to, to understand their differentiators. Um, you know, there's different ways to approach this. Maybe you you want to start off just looking at leading brands, and this is really comes down to your nature and personality. Some people love the opportunity of getting involved quite early on with a franchise that's still forming its model you know where it's a relative newcomer there's there's great uh, opportunities with the territory uh, availability and perhaps there's potential to actually get involved as early our early franchisees did to work with the franchisor or to develop the model
2: yeah i mean there are some great opportunities to work with emerging franchisors but what i would say is you know do always approach those with caution and um be very um, aware of exactly what you're going to be getting yeah. for your franchise fee because, for every fantastic story that I've heard, I've also heard some horror stories where huge territories have been sold, but actually, you know, there is no ongoing support. And yeah. um, certainly, if you're looking at getting into a sector um, which is regulated, such as Right at Home, um, you are going to need some sector specific guidance. So, oh, make, make sure that that is there. Um, But ultimately, you know, once you've got that list of um, four or five, it is really about, you know assessing their previous performance starting to look at the detail of the business plan looking at the performance across the network you definitely want to see what their franchisee churn has been so yeah. you know are the franchisees buying franchises and within a couple of years they are gone high levels of churn are not great um, and again you know this is something that the bfa assess regularly with all of their members and yeah. um, so certainly you know that stamp of approval Um, from the BFA is something, you know, I would certainly look at and it would bring me a certain level of comfort if I was looking at investing in a particular franchise system for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Of course, as you say, the benefits of established networks. I mean, if we look now at the support that our franchisees get and the guidance that's there for them i know i mean our early franchisees would be the first to agree that it's moved on such a lot hasn't it so you know time and experience really do lead to the 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 models improving all the time if you are looking at an early franchise model i think you've got to go it can be quite difficult because they haven't got a proven track record have they so you've got to look at the people in the business who's running it what's their track history like is there an international presence for the brand that that kind of thing but it's definitely more of a yeah a, a higher risk
2: definitely i mean mm-hmm. certainly you know using right at home as an example um obviously founded um in in the states and with ken at the helm of it at the startup phase here certainly with his previous experience in franchising i think gave a lot of our earlier franchisees a lot of confidence yeah, in coming definitely. on board early on in the journey um but ultimately, you know I mean one of the benefits you unfortunately won't get from joining a um a system in its infancy is the um the power of the franchise network yes. itself which for me that's yeah. where a lot of the magic in franchising happens Um, you know the franchisees being able to harness that experience and best practice from each other um, yeah. and ultimately support each other and quite often emotionally support each other through what can be um, a challenging journey at times
1: yeah yeah definitely and I think you know the the access that you're given to franchisees in the network is a really important indicator as well isn't there if you get a, if you get the feeling that perhaps they're cherry-picking you know you know, who you might be able mm. to talk to um, or if there's a reluctance to let you talk to a uh, to, to, uh, trading franchisees. That's a, an obvious warning sign, isn't definitely, it? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. OK, so let's go through some other indicators of credibility as well that we could look at um you've got industry awards there's a range of franchising awards aren't there and within the sector you know what kind of um brand yeah. presence there. i mean
2: it's certainly you know if you're going for a franchise which is um which has a regulatory body such as home care you know you can look at um how they've performed in relation to the regulator mm-hmm. um you know as, as you said you know awarding bodies um a lot of franchise systems will partake in um websites which offer independent reviews of the system say, there's virtually often... every
1: section hours there? yeah uh, there's a
2: um, you know usually as you said sector specific ones and mm. um, and you know those independent review sites are so important because it takes away you know any political um persuasion towards um recognition it is you know yeah. absolutely um independent So, yeah, lots of different things, as I said, BFA accreditation, um, testimonials online, you know, look at their social media sites and look at the Google reviews, Um, you know, there is so much online now. Um, you should quickly be able to uncover if a franchise network is not performing as perhaps they might um,
1: proclaim in their prospectus absolutely and then territory and this is a bit this can be a bit of a tricky one and it's it's best to look sooner rather than later I think because if you might find the most fantastic franchise brand that you adore but if they haven't got anywhere within a you know a 40 mile radius to offer you then it's just going to be a fairly frustrating exercise and you need I can't, I think, you know, can't impress enough the importance of making sure that this is going to fit into your life in the way that you want it to. If you're trying to get away from a two hour commute into a job, then you don't want to take a a territory that's miles away either. I mean,
2: at at the end, at the end of the day, um, you want to give yourself the best possible chance when you're starting Mm. up. And, you know, whatever business you go into, usually, uh, well, there's always an element of sales, whether it's a service or whether or, or it's a product. And obviously, if you've got ready-made relationships, um, certainly, you know, getting your business through those early stages of startup is going to be so much easier. So, you know, one would say it is obviously an advantage if you can start in a territory which you're familiar with, ideally where you already live and you've got those connections. Um, That's a massive plus point. So you're absolutely right, Kate, you know. You know, once you've identified the sectors you're interested in and you start speaking to the franchisors, find out if they have availability. Because if not, you're just wasting time.
1: Yeah, I know that's it for a lot of our franchisees. You know, some of the big bonuses in their their work-life balance have come from that reduced travel time, being able to spend more time with their family being you know ours is very very grassroots community but it's a lovely there's so many opportunities for the franchisees to get involved with their families and things isn't there and i've seen yeah. some fantastic you know images of people at the fairs and at community events and that's great but it, it does it has to fit in with uh, you know with, with your family priorities as well um as, as you say being able to uh, tap into those local connections and use your local knowledge as well Okay, so um, so around this point you want to be obviously making some initial phone calls to different franchisors, get some of the key facts that will help you to build up a picture of the strength of the brand and to make sure that they have suitable territory to offer you. So hopefully you're now able to whittle your list of brands down to a short list of viable opportunities. Then at this point, you're into the nitty gritty really, aren't you? So you've got to make sure you want to go and see the franchisor at their home on their home turf um, so that you can see their setup and meet the people and get a feel for, you know, the, the as we talk about so important, the, the the culture within their network is a big one yeah Um, I mean
2: you essentially want to assess what what their support offering is mm -hmm. you know I've had experience of working with you know brands that you know absolutely offer above and beyond as we do right at home and then also unfortunately brands that you're lucky to get a box of leaflets on day one as part of your marketing support so you know really do particularly when you're speaking to franchisees as well speak about you know what is the support offering you know what can be expected talk to them about the proactive support and also how reactive are they to you throughout throughout the hard times um and yet yeah, look at the resources which are available um particularly you know you want to be speaking to the franchise or about what they're doing to continuously develop that brand yeah. what are they doing to continuously innovate co- ensure that you could continuously have that competitive edge um so many questions that you need to be need to ask and don't don't hold back because as I've said before it's a huge decision you do only
1: get one chance to do that research really don't you that's it once you've committed you're committed absolutely Um, so yeah the franchisees obviously will be able to, to, to back up the support um, the, uh, or the well you would very much hope would back up yeah. the claims of support that have been made and then you need to look at the uh, I guess your local market as well don't you so you really understand where your competition is going to be coming from where the gaps yeah. in the market are um, and so that you, you've uh, you've thoroughly done you, you've completed a comp- competitor analysis yeah. exercise I mean
2: any any ethical franchise should absolutely be um, selling to you a viable territory and mm-hmm. um, but you know never ever make that assumption for yourself you know you absolutely want to um want to assess the market potential yourself within that area um, you want to make sure that it's not saturated you want to be looking at the competition um, and really making sure that it is it is viable so that you can confidently um put together a business plan that you believe in
1: yeah, absolutely, and leading into that as well, we'd recommend putting together a very conservative financial forecast based on the information that you've been given from the franchisor as well, and that you've gathered from your, your research. Def- then you can revisit to make yeah. sure it is. I mean,
2: definitely. I mean, by all means, you could have um, a more ambitious set of projections that you keep in your bottom drawer, um, but definitely, you know, you want to have a conservative set of projections. They'll help you sleep at night. Um, and absolutely you know you want to base them on the um, on the performance of the network at the um, lower, lower end initially. Yeah
1: absolutely okay uh, and then you need uh, another important step is to study their legal agreements because obviously everybody coming into a franchise um, will sign a legally binding franchise agreement um, and there's usually a couple of other preparatory documents that go with that such as a, a letter of intent when you pay your deposit and so on. Uh, I
2: Yeah we, we could do a whole separate seminar on the legalities (laughs) of a franchise agreement but any ethical franchisor will always strongly advise that you seek independent legal advice Mm -hmm. um being an open and honest it is um certainly sided on the side of the franchise or the franchise agreement um, and there are um there are some serious clauses within there um that you need to make sure you fully understand um you will be committed for a term and um, be it 5 or 10 years being the most common sorts of franchise agreements um and if you don't um fulfill the criteria within those franchise agreements um you could in the worst scenario have your franchise agreement um terminated so make sure you understand exactly what you're getting into do seek independent legal advice um from a franchise um from a franchise lawyer i.e um a bfa affiliated um
1: solicitor and you can find a list of those on the bfa website you can indeed as well cool okay and then the uh, the final point that i'd noted down here and it is one that we use quite a lot actually in uh, in in our front in franchise recruitment as well as balancing looking at the facts and listening to your gut instinct because at the end of the day it's got to feel right you know you had you need to trust and like you know trust the integrity and like the people that you're going into business yeah. with um i mean
2: when you commit to the business
1: evidence of support um
2: you will feel nervous but you should also feel incredibly excited yeah and um, you shouldn't be feeling uneasy to the point of uncertainty mm. um so yeah it absolutely has to feel right um you have to feel that you're a good fit with the people within that franchise network and one really really important point actually is you know if you come across a franchise or that's trying to rush you through the system and they're mm-hmm. super keen Um, then really do um, approach that with with a significant level of caution because a good franchisor will want to onboard only franchisees that stand the best chance of success, which means making sure that you are absolutely the right fit for them as well as they being the right fit for you.
1: Um, So, yeah, that is a a word of advice that I would certainly take on board. No, very true. Don't let yourself be rushed. And also have a look at how supportive they are of you in the process of completing your due diligence as well because... That will surely be an indicator of the kind of uh, relationship that you're going to have with them a little definitely, bit further down the definitely line. Definitely spot on, Kate. Well. Yeah. So, okay. So I think, yeah, generally um, in conclusion, we can say that there, you know, nobody's got a crystal ball, do they? There will always be some level of risk that comes with investing your money into somebody else's business model. But if you set about this methodically and carefully, and you really carry out very thorough research, then you absolutely can minimise those risks. And as you said, put yourself in a position where you've got the best possible chance of success. You know that if you've got the right attitude and mindset and you've got a proven system in front of you then there should be you know very little reason why you can't achieve what others have achieved within the within that system
2: no i mean essentially you know as they say in franchising you are buying into the learning curve you know mm. somebody else has made the mistakes before um so providing you stick to that model providing you play to your strengths then you have a very good chance of success and usually will achieve success far more quickly than you would if you tried to start up the business yourself yeah. um, so yes just you know really really do approach it with caution take note of everything we said um, but if you do find one that's a really good fit for your values and strengths it's a proven business model
1: then um you know go go for it yeah absolutely brilliant all right well i think i think we've we've done that one therefore haven't we that was uh, yeah. hopefully really hope that helps you to align your thinking if you are looking at going into a franchise for yourself if you've got any questions or you'd ever like to talk to lucy or i uh, you can find us quite easily at right at home and give us a ring and we'd be happy to chat to you Delighted um to. i'm just good luck yeah good luck and go and enjoy the experience yeah exciting times ahead <laughs> right signing off until next time
0: that was focused on franchising thank you for listening we hope this podcast has got you thinking about how you can achieve your business ambitions if you would like more information about franchising or have a question about any of the podcast content, then please get in touch through our website, right rightathomefranchising.co.uk, or you can give catering on 07825 047 344. And don't forget to subscribe to receive future episodes.